Welcome to the Generation Arrow podcast. Generation Arrow provides wisdom and instruction for raising children to fulfill their God-given purpose. And now here's our host, author, teacher, and leader mom, Keely Schaefer. Well, hey there, family. Welcome to episode 12 of the Generation Arrow podcast. Our promise to you is to provide you with the wisdom and instruction for raising your children to fulfill their God-given purpose. So thank you all for listening today. Thanksgiving, it is closing in, y'all. And honestly, it is. It's one of my favorite holidays. I mean, how cool is it that the goal of the day is just to be thankful? And of course, part of that Thanksgiving is all the delicious food. I'm sure y'all are getting your menus around, but we've got the age old question, cornbread dressing or regular bread dressing? What is it for you? You know, I'm more of a cornbread person, but uh, my husband, he is a bread dressing guy all the way. See, I was born in the South, so cornbread was king. And uh, he was born up in the north, so he didn't get the cornbread dressing. But what would you do? Would you cook both of the dressings? Well, I'll tell you what we do. We normally travel to see family for Thanksgiving out of town, and we just eat whatever they cook for us. And that's a real blessing, I'll tell you that. But they serve cornbread dressing. So it looks like cornbread dressing wins again this year. Sorry, Kev. (laughs) Today's episode, it's going to be a good one. We're going to talk about Chick-fil-A prayers, teaching our kids to pray. I'm fired up about this one because incorporating prayer in our daily lives, it is so important. And by the end of this podcast, I believe that you're going to be well equipped on showing your kids what to pray for, when to pray, and how to pray. But before we get into that, I want to share three scriptures with you about prayer. In Luke 18, 1, it says Jesus spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. So Jesus is saying that men always ought to pray. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, it says pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. That means pray without stopping. In Ephesians 6, 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So these three verses are telling us to pray all the time. Now that doesn't mean we're just praying, praying, praying. We never stop. We never think about other things in our day. I believe what it's saying is having a heart ready to pray, being sensitive, almost like the radar going out uh, left and right, like, okay, when is it time to get God on the scene here? And so I think that's what this is talking about. But prayer is a lifestyle. This is really what it means. It's, It's a matter of lifestyle. So we're to pray every day, every day pray. Did you pray today? Prayer, it's a way of life, and we never get to the place where we're done praying. We pray without stopping. We we pray as a matter of lifestyle, and our children, they need to see that. 
In Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. So it's saying lean not to your own understanding. Our children, they have their own understanding, don't they? But it shouldn't be the final authority in their life. I mean, they may have all the statistics, the reasons, the analysis, all the reports, and all this stuff may be up in their heads. Although they can be a helper in decisions, they don't base their decisions solely on those things. And we've talked about this in other podcasts, but we have to teach our children that they have to be led by the Spirit of God on the inside of them. And he knows everything about our kids. He knows their future. He lives on the inside of them. We want our kids to be heart-led, not head-led. Now, you'll hear some people at times uh, when it comes to prayer, they'll say, well, God is in control anyways. I mean, he's going to do whatever he wants. There's really no need for me to pray. I mean, if I pray, I might pray something that is contradictory to what he wants to do. So I don't even need to pray. He's going to do what he wants. Well, that is not true. God, he has set some things up in the earth, and he has given us authority to rule and reign in his name on the earth as his believers, as his children, as his ambassadors on the earth, if there's anything to be changed, it's up to us to pray about it. In Luke 10, 19, it says, now you understand that I have imparted to you, and this is Jesus talking, that I've imparted to you my authority to trample over his kingdom. And he's talking about the devil, the kingdom of darkness. You'll trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. Absolutely nothing will harm you as you walk in this authority. So Jesus has given authority based on this scripture here in the earth. This is the way that he set things up. I know it sounds wild, but the Lord doesn't move. He's a gentleman. He is waiting for us to ask until he moves. He's waiting for us to pray. Matthew 18, 18 through 19, it says, Truly I tell you, Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly, I tell you that if two of you agree about anything they ask for on earth, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. So, wow, this scripture, it's saying whatever we allow on earth will be allowed in heaven. And whatever we don't allow on earth won't be allowed in heaven. I mean, that is some authority there that the Lord has given us. And there's a lot of good church going people. They don't believe this. <laughs> but if there's anything that needs attention, if there's anything that needs changed, it's up to us to pray. God is waiting on the go ahead uh, for us to ask him. So we have to invite God to work in this world. 
because of that authority that he's given us. And that's a big responsibility, but that's the way that he set it up and he is trusting us big time. There's a lot of people who aren't praying. They're too overwhelmed or they're not making it a priority or they feel like it doesn't make a difference anyhow. And y'all, I hate to break it to you. If you're only using prayer hand emojis to serve in the place as your prayer for people or situations, that doesn't count. God doesn't hear your prayer hand emojis. You've got to open up your mouth. You've got to ask him for something. I just thought I'd throw that out there. (laughs) But there's a lot of people, they're just bumping along in life. They're hoping for the best. And we don't want that for our kids. They can know so much more if they're willing to pray. They can have so much more if they're willing to pray. They don't have to be oblivious. They don't have to cross their fingers for a good outcome. They can know whether to go somewhere or not to go somewhere, whether to buy something or not buy something, whether to marry this person or this person, to go to this school or that school, to take this job or not take this job. Too many people are just winging it through life. And that's not what we want our kids to do. And that's not what God wants for our kids. He's saying, pray, invite me in to your world, into your life, into every aspect. Let me work. Let me move. Let me be a part. And that's all that prayer is. It's, it's a conversation with God and just asking him to have his way. So what kind of things do we need to pray about? Philippians 4, 6 through 7, in the New Living Translation, it says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Pray about everything. Wow, that is a lot of praying. And family, that doesn't mean that you're just constantly going in your room and getting down on your knees. No, like I said before, praying is just having a conversation with God. It can happen anywhere at any time. And so you can teach your kids to pray about everything. And how do you do that? You live with this constant awareness that God is your helper, and that you need his intervention. We can't do it on our own, and it's not worth leaning to our own understanding. Now, when Delaney, my daughter, was about eight years old, uh, I, was, I think it was a Saturday, her and her friend Victoria, we were in the van, it was just me and the girls. We were driving through Humble, Texas, It's just a town right outside of our town that we live in. And the girls wanted to go to Chick-fil-A, so we drove through. And they were eating their food, and they were saying, man, I wish we had a Chick-fil-A in Kingwood. And our town, Kingwood, is only about 20 minutes from from Humble. But we didn't have a Chick-fil-A. So I just felt this sensing of the Lord, like a moment that just came across my heart just like you will, you'll, you'll have those moments. And I said, girls, God cares about everything that we care about. And if you want a Chick-fil-A in Kingwood, we could ask him for one right now. Do you want to do that? And 
I know her her friend Victoria was like totally wide eyed because she wasn't used to any kind of talk like that. But both the girls said, yeah, let's do it. So we prayed right then for Chick-fil-A and Kingwood that God would bring the right people, the right owners, the resources, the right employees, everything that was needed to have a Chick-fil-A. And guys, within a year and a half, we had our Chick-fil-A in Kingwood. And not only did God give us one, he gave us two. He gave us one at the front of Kingwood, one in the back of Kingwood, which was very close to our house. And don't you know, those girls will always remember that Chick-fil-A prayer. When God gave them a Chick-fil-A, he cares about everything that we care about. And we also, as far as prayer, can teach our kids to be sensitive to pray for other people, especially in times of crisis. Uh, when people are going through some things, it's their hearts are open a lot of times to God. And you can show his mercy and his love to people if you're brave enough just to step out and to do it. I mean, there's been times where we've prayed for people out on the sidewalk or out on the um, at the grocery store or cashier, they're having a hard day. May I pray with you for you know just quick a quick prayer? And usually people are very receptive to that. But a couple of weeks ago, my son Austin came home. He's 24, and it was around dinner time, and he said, wow, mom, God just really did something. And I said, what happened? And he said, well, the neighbor, I'll I'll call him John. I was out at the mailbox and I asked him how he was doing. And he said he wasn't doing very well at all. Now this neighbor, I mean, we've chit chatted with him, but we've never had any in-depth conversations with him. And especially Austin and him have not had a lot of in-depth conversations. I say this neighbor's probably in his early 60s, late 50s. Well, apparently he had been at work and they told him that he was going to have to get the vaccine. Um, this isn't about whether you believe in the vaccine or not. I'm not, not it's really between you and God, but this gentleman did not want to get it. But if he didn't get it, he was going to lose his pension. He was two years away from retirement and his his wife was upset with him because he was considering not uh, getting the vaccine. And so he was really in a, a bad emotional state right then. And my son just said, Mr. John, would you mind if I if I prayed with you and just allow the Lord to to intervene here and show you what to do to give you wisdom? And he said, yes. Yes, please pray. And so right a right by our house here, our neighbor, Austin was able to pray with him through a really transitional, a rocky time in his life. And so again, just being sensitive to pray for others. And I'm going to give you guys a little tip on what I do when someone asks me to pray for them. Um if I'm face to face with someone and they're like, hey, can you pray for me or pray for my sister or whatever the prayer request is, I will just say, yes, could I pray for you right now? And I'll pray for them right then. Sometimes they're taken a little back because they're not used to someone just praying right then. But 
I'll pray if I can. Or if it's on social media and they're like Facebook or Instagram, please pray for this or that. I'll usually write out my prayer. I'll type it out. Or if they text me, can you pray for this or that? I'll type out a prayer. If you know me, if you're listening, (laughs) you know that this is what I do. And I do that for two reasons. One, if I say I'm going to pray for someone, I'm going to pray for them. I don't want to forget. So I want to do it right then or as soon as possible because life goes on, right? And so I want to make sure I don't forget. And two, I want that person to know that I really prayed for them. And this is what I prayed for you. That's why I type it out. And just like the prayer hand emojis, or if we tell someone, hey, we're going to pray and we don't back it up with real prayer, then we didn't pray. We didn't pray. We had the illusion of prayer, but we didn't help in any way in the spirit realm there, right? But we pray about everything. If the kids have uh, at the first sign of a symptom of a fever, of a cough, of a sneeze, we immediately ask God to intervene for his healing work to take place in their bodies. We believe in doctors. We believe in in medicine, yes. But at the first sign, we do it. And I know there's people that are like, well, I'll just take an ibuprofen or a cold pill or Benadryl or whatever. I'll handle it. And if it gets real, real bad, then I'll gather up my folks to pray. We don't have to wait till it's real, real bad, people. <laughs> we don't have to. At the very first sign, we can just have God on the scene immediately. So if you sense your child is concerned about something, if they're worried, if they're confused, if it feels like they need guidance, if they're having problems with the relationship, if at all possible, if the moment is right, say, let's pray about this right now. Like invite God in the midst. Don't let it fester. Don't let it wait. Don't let your kid knock themselves out mentally you know, worrying about something, get God right in the middle of it right away and start bringing answers their way. Pray about tests, pray about teachers, pray for wisdom. James 1, 5, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God and he'll give to all men liberally. You can pray about the weather. Did you know Jesus spoke to storms? He spoke to wind. He spoke to waves. He spoke to fig trees. He spoke to fevers. Look it up. He spoke to all kind of things that were inanimate, but everything has ears. Write it down. Everything has ears. Pray for your city. Pray for your president and your nation. Pray about your desires, just like those Chick-fil-A prayers. So pray, pray, pray. Make it a part of your life to the point where it's like breathing. It should come easily. Always be quick to pray. Let it become a habit that's going to set your children up for success. They're always going to know then where to go for help. It isn't going to be from mom and dad. You're not going to be there for their whole life. They've got to know where do they go when they need help. It's to their father, God. They'll always know who is their provider. They're never going to come up short in any area of their life because they know who their helper is. Maybe you've never had a Chick-fil-A kind of prayer with your child. I'm going to say, why not just go wild and ask God for something that you never would before? 
He loves it. He loves to do it. Watch and see. I'm telling you, he is pretty awesome in that way. So family, I want to pray for you before we go. I cannot wait to hear all of the great reports of God answered prayers. Father God, I thank you for every mom, every dad, every person listening today. I thank you for their open hearts. I thank you for their open minds. I thank you that they are uh, moving now into a shift, into a place, Father, maybe they've never been before in prayer. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you would show them, that you would give them insight and sensitivity of the times of prayer, of being able to just converse with God and to lock hands with their kids and just bring God in the midst of everything that they do. Father, we know that you love to converse with us, that you love to talk with us, and you love to answer Chick-fil-A kind of prayers. Those prayers, Father, that are beyond what most would ever hope or dream or desire. And so, Father God, I thank you that as these parents move out, as these kids step out into this new place of prayer, Lord, meet them there, Lord, with signs, wonders, miracles, and awesome stories, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Now, family, I have put my links to the Instagram and Facebook page for Generation Arrow. And if you've not followed the Generation Arrow pages, uh, why haven't you yet? There is a lot of great parenting information there, a lot of inspiration, a lot of scriptures, videos, you name it, all kind of things to help push you forward as a parent. And I don't want you to miss out on it. So go ahead and follow and subscribe. So until next time, be abundantly blessed and may our arrows be mighty on the earth. We hope this podcast has enriched your life and given you some valuable resources on raising your children. For more information about Generation Arrow, visit our website at generationarrow.life. That's generationarrow.life. And may our arrows be mighty on the earth.